0: Yo, what up, greetings, how we doing, hope you're well, bonjour, salve, ninho, hola, konnichiwa, Zdravstvuyte. those are all ways to say hello, assalamu alaikum, if anybody's Arabic out there. I wish I had a translator, but I don't. And that one that I tried to pronounce, that's Russian. So that's my way of saying hello to Putin. Putin, if you're listening, quit being a tyrant. You need to chill. Time to fall back. And uh, let's not shed this blood. But anyways, whoever's listening to this for real, hope you're well, hope you're doing good. Um, been doing really good lately. Not trying to point to myself or anything like that. The point of the podcast is to just maybe uh, reiterate or to basically just let people know like how I know I get to my healthiness personally. And it might not be for everyone, but certain things are universal, right? Like so, like gravity works the same for all of us. Breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide—it's part of all of us. So, like I'm saying, like there's certain things that'll work. For that are just universal that's for all of us and then there's certain things like if I say go play basketball but my grandma if you're you know if there's if she's 80 and she's listening to this I doubt her going to play basketball is going to make her happy so some of it will be for you and maybe some of it won't but I recently reached out to a buddy Because I I felt like he had been struggling. Like you could just sense when somebody's stressed out, right? You could just read it. You could tell by their body language or their face. Some people hide it really well, but others don't. So I could just, I've been, I've sensed for a long, long time that my buddy, he lives with this stress. Because he probably has some unhealthy habits that, you know, I've shared those unhealthy habits. And I'm breaking free from a lot of them. But once in a while, there'll be certain things that still try to come up. But if you don't try to fight them and you just let unhealthy things just keep going, like it'll just drive you into a pit. You know what I'm saying? And I care about this person because he's got, you know, I'm not going to give out too many hints or say his name, but he's got a wonderful family and he's got a lot on his shoulders, like myself. But everything is hinged on perspective right so like we could look at it like oh my god everything's on my shoulders or we could look at it in a totally different way like it's it's not on my shoulders for me i know it's not all on my shoulders because i rely, rely on god for my strength and my peace that might not be for everybody but that is the remedy for all of us if we want it you know what i mean because god uh does not neglect anybody who comes to him you know, it's the Bible says you know you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. It says that in the book of James, and actually that's one thing I said to my friend. Um, you know, but I I sense the stress, so I reached out to him and I said, yeah, right, do you, these I'll, I'll just read what I what I wrote. I said, do you take vitamins, ashwagandha, CBD? What's your diet like? What's your daily alcohol consumption like? And then I told him, I said, my dudes. Sometimes more isn't always better, right? And I learned that the hard way, like with, with, you know, doing things like Kratom or Adderall. Like the more I took, it was actually worse. It wasn't better. Um, And I told him straight up, I said, dude, when I was once doing like 36 milligrams a day of Adderall, I developed like real depression. Like I, you know, I thought like the medicine would have helped my ADHD and gave me energy but in reality it was slowing me down and making me depressed and I had to scale it back greatly and uh, Kratom I haven't done anymore Um, not smoking uh, not been drinking um, and there's a couple other habits that I've been eliminating from my life but anyways um, you know I asked him these questions and I told him I said dude I, I care about you and I love you and I want you to be healthy for your family And I'm not saying you're not healthy, but I have a feeling there's an imbalance with you, and maybe it's from work. And I said, you know, maybe there's other stresses weighing on you that I don't know about, but I could just sense it. So I said, the best thing you could do for your family, yourself, is to truly develop and cultivate an honest relationship with God. All right? Honest is not perfect. Honest is just honest. It's being raw, it's being real, it's being straight up. So we don't, you know, it reminds me of like this saying, like once I've talked to multiple people, actually, that when I've tried to talk to them about God in the past, they're like, oh, I got to get things together, you know, I got to clean up my act. And I'm like, oh my God, that that's so far from the truth that like, no, we just come to God like as broken or addicted or struggling or barely surviving, drowning like we come to God with our mess, in our mess, as a mess. And he's the one who gives us strength and transformation and healing, deliverance and everything else in between and all the things that we need. So I said, dude, the best thing you could truly, honestly do for yourself is is have a real relationship with God, right? So that means we're, we're talking to him. We're trying to study and observe his word, what he is and what he's all about. And it's, it's not about like being perfect because we're going to make mistakes. We're still going to have moments of anger. We're still going to maybe cuss. We're still maybe going to have a lustful thought. We're never going to be fully perfect, but I believe God can give us the strength to overcome a lot of that. And I know personally for me, he has. Like Sometimes I even like look at the season I'm in right now and I'm just like, how? Because like, I'm not on antidepressants anymore like, and it's just crazy how good I feel completely natural. And, and and let me finish the rest of some of the text and I'll hit on the antidepressant thing real quick. Um, I said, my dude, don't be like the 99 out of 100 who say they believe in a God or believe there's a God. Because so many people I know, like they believe in God, they just don't know who, who, he, who he is or what he's about, or they don't feel like they can connect with him or or whatever. I'm not really sure. Everybody has different thoughts about that. But I said, don't be like the 99 out of 100. Be the 1%, yo, know, that actually put some action behind the words, right? So if we say we believe, it's going to cause action. You know, there's a scripture that says faith without works is dead. So if you really have faith, if you really do believe, there's going to be some action behind it. Uh, And really, it all comes down to that real relationship with God. I'm not talking religion, and I'm not talking about attending church. Yes, church can possibly help grow your relationship with God, but I'm just talking about having that real, honest, raw relationship with God. That's the best thing we can all do for ourselves and our family. That's just straight-up facts. I mean, I've experienced it, and I just know it to be true in so many other people's lives. Um. I said, God created life for us to be a part of him and he a part of us. There's true healing, deliverance, strength in him. And then I said, you know, he had said that his diet wasn't good. He doesn't take vitamins. He doesn't work out. I said, see, those all, and that's outside of the spirituality, but those things play a major role too in our mental health. So I said, yo, those things play a major role in our mental health. Our diet, you know, if you take vitamins or if you don't have a good diet, you're not getting all the vitamins that your body and your brain need. Things of those nature things of that nature so I said see those things play a major role in our mental health especially you and I because I you know him, him and I we have very addictive personalities and we have very similar personalities and we've we've uh, let's just say me and him have been to the dark side in so many different ways right so I said dude, get some vitamins you know start to maybe you know incorporate a little bit healthier food that's the last thing I would say when it comes to health, even though, yes, I do believe diet is a huge part of it. I just believe the things you do with your mind and the things you do with your spirit are are way more uh, substantial than what your nutrition is like. But yes, nutrition has a major, major role in how we feel and how we function and things of that nature. So I also told him, you know, I said, if you have a daily drinking, you know, problem, if you're drinking daily, you know, Let's try to scale it back a little bit. Let's try to maybe get back to every other day or every three days or just the weekend or maybe just totally eliminate it. You know what I mean? Because it really doesn't serve any good purpose, right? It helps people be social. I get it. And it can help people have a, a fun time. But overall, look how many deaths it's caused, right? From people over drinking or uh, drinking and driving, accidents, and just the bad decisions people have made from alcohol, the fights, the cheating, all the different things that it can do to a person's life. It's so destructive. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm not ever going to drink again. I, I like how I feel right now not drinking, but I'm sure if I'm at a wedding or a, a bunch of gathering with my friends, I'll have a couple drinks possibly. Then I'm not saying that it's a sin to drink, right? Jesus, his first recorded miracle is he turned water into wine. So, if anybody says drinking by itself is necessarily a sin, then they're basically saying Jesus led people into sin, and why would he do that? That's just not who he is. I believe he brought, created the alcohol in that moment for, yeah, people to loosen up and to enjoy the wedding, right? So, maybe that's what alcohol is for, for here for for it to, uh, maybe it's special events or gatherings, for people to loosen up. Now, like I said, drinking itself, in my opinion, is not a sin, but getting drunk and getting hammered and losing your sober mind. Yes, I do believe that's a sin. And if we do it, if you do it, we turn around and we and we get back on the sobriety train, all right? And I'm not trying to talk sobriety and things of that nature, but I mean, I do believe drinking is a huge problem in America and the whole world. You know, why that was ever legal in the first place and not other substances that are natural uh, sort of blow my mind, right? It just I I I've never understood it. There's but we know there's a lot of backwards stuff um, in society. Right. So, um, you know, I just told him, I said, dude, and and don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm just feeling good right now because everything is good. No, I've got some serious things coming my way. You know, my wife's been battling serious headaches. Um, she's battling vertigo. We don't really know what's been going on with her. So she's getting a scan soon, uh, coming up. So like, that's a major thing that's going on in my life. Uh, I just found out that my Ford F one hundred and fifty needs a new transmission, so that's a four thousand dollars whack that I didn't see coming. Um, so, so, so real things still hit me, right? And real stress has come. I still, you know, working a good amount. I'm not always able to be home every night to be with my kids, you know. So, like, I'm still in the thick of battling life in my uh, uh, myself. But all I'm saying is, and all I was trying to say to him was. Dude, I got a lot of stuff going on myself too, but yet I still feel wonderful. I still feel great. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm being honest with him. And I'm saying this honest through the microphone. I'm not on anything. You know what I mean? Like this is just real honest, Jesse. And I believe the reason why I do feel good and I don't feel depressed and how I've been able to come off antidepressants is because I truly believe I'm attached to my purpose again. right? And I know what my purpose is, but my purpose is not going to be the same thing as yours. And I believe a lot of society doesn't know their purpose. They don't know why we're here on the earth. They don't know how we got here. They don't know who we are as a person and they don't know where we're going. It's like an aimless life. But I believe when people tap into their true God-given purpose, the will of God, why, were they, why they were actually created to live and breathe on the earth, that's when I believe true happiness comes to life, true joy comes to life. And things like depression and anxiety and loneliness and a lot of stuff will totally just fade out the window um, I just want to leave it at two, um, verses, passages of scripture that go along with like what I'm saying right now. And I'll leave it at that. Maybe I'll do a part two, three, four to this because mental health is a real thing right now. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. You know, I could, I could uh, constantly be just like absorbed with the news and I would probably just live pissed off and worried if I just, if that's all I put my mind to, you know, if I just opened my mind up to all the craziness that's going on in the world, then how can it not make some of us super pissed off or cuckoo? And I could look at certain people's lives and be like, damn, I could tell he's absorbing the news right now because he's so pissed and that's what mainly all he ever like talks about or wants to maybe post on social media. So we gotta be careful what we're letting our mind absorb, right? I'm not saying you can't you know, watch certain movies or listen to certain music. I'm not saying that, right? I'm just saying there has to be a balance. It can't be, you know, if you're a believer, listen, it's, we can't. it can't be I give God one minute, but then I give CNN uh, 25 minutes, right? Or I can't give God three minutes and then I give Facebook two hours, right? I believe God has to be greater. Anything that we're really like truly about or we're given more time to, that just shows us right there that it's an idol and idolatry is not good it's 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 a very subtle sin that i think a lot of people don't even know they have and i am be the first one to admit i have been an idolater for so many days and years of my life idolizing not necessarily like i idolize them but it's it's what consumes me right so gambling was a past idol meaning there was a time where that's all i cared about right um Lustful things, that was once an idol. Smoking weed, that was once an idol. And and like I said, idols can come in many different forms. That's why there has to be a balance. And what sort of ties into having that balance is um it's uh what is it? It's a passage of scripture where it talks about what we dwell on. Um, it's like, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is blah, blah, blah. Let me actually pull it up and and then I'll read it. Um, it says, oh, that's crazy. Yo, that's crazy because I was going to pull up Philippians 4, 6, right? After this, I didn't even realize that Philippians 4, 8 is also the it's literally the same chapter of the Bible. So that is really sort of wild. I didn't even mean to do that. But anyways, all right. So I'm saying, like, I'm just saying how it's, it's important what we let our mind absorb, right? And and, and, and let, let, let there be a balance. So this is Philippians 4, eight. It says, finally, my brothers, and I'll say, finally, my brothers and sisters, right? Because a lot of times there's a figure of speech in the Bible, right? Like when it says, uh, pull out your eyes so your whole body doesn't go to hell. It doesn't actually mean like literally pull out your eyeball. It's a figure of speech but it's telling you how serious sin is, right? And be careful with your eyeballs. But anyways, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Truly, read that verse and try to come to your conclusion like what that means. Now, I'm going to say for me, I don't even necessarily know what the word noble means. I'd have to go look up the definition and I probably sound like an idiot for saying I don't know what noble means, but I'm just being honest. But I do know what is pure. I do know what is lovely. I do know something that is excellent and praiseworthy, right? So what I'm saying is, When I'm not doing anything, so let's just say I'm going down the road, trucking, spending a lot of hours just in my own mind, right? If I don't have the music on or I, let's just, let's also say, let's say I feel a depressive thought or a depressive feeling or an anxious feeling coming to me and I know that that's not of myself and not from God. What I do is combat it with thoughts that what can I, what can I dwell on right now? What can I meditate on? What can I think about right now to get my mind off these things and going in a different direction. So for me, I think about my kids. I think about their faces. I think about their their smiles. I think about their laughter. I think about when they hug me. I think about my wife when things are good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think about my wife. I th- I actually, lately, I've been thinking about my friends. I'll literally run through the whole list of them. I'll be like, yeah, man, I love that dude. Love that cat, love that cat. And I'll be thinking about them right? Because I ride with some good people. Like if anybody's in my circle or they're connected with me. That means they're a good dude or a good woman because that's all I ride with. So that is what I wanted to say about that verse. What we truly meditate on, what we put our mind to, and what we allow to be thinking up in our own brain is very crucial of how we live our lives, how we feel. Now, the other verse I wanted to just leave you with before I um, before I get off of it is same same book of the Bible, same chapter, Philippians four, and I guess I'll read the NIV version. Rejoice I'll start with four four and then I'll read four four and go through seven. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, blah, blah, blah. I want to read it also in the Amplified Bible, that same thing. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, aka delight in Him, take pleasure in Him. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, parentheses, Your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience. Be known to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace stands guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now look, I know some of that might sound a little wild, but that should, but that stuff is real. Right now, I'm bringing this verse up because it, it, like, right now, if anybody is hearing about what's going on in the world, how can it not cause a little chaos in someone's mind or heart? You know what I mean? You could easily think like, damn, our nukes about to start dropping? Is it about to be World War III? I mean, shoot, we're only what? I mean, how many years from... World War Two. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're not talking that long of a time. You know what I'm saying? So who's to say there wouldn't be a World War Three? And right now, with with everything going on, and with the 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 spirit and the character and the nature that I sort of can sense that Putin rides with, um, yeah, I could see how it could be easy to get a little anxious or feel for a worry. But I'm not worried at all. I'm not anxious at all because I don't meditate on it. I don't. I don't necessarily let it take me over. I I joke about it a lot, actually, because at the end of the day, I, I tell Haley all the time, be careful. And she's done a great job of scaling it back. But you can't get too caught up in the news. You can't get too caught up in the world because it'll drive you nuts. And if we can't necessarily like do anything about it, why even, why even give the energy of our thoughts to it? You know what I mean? I can't control uh, what's going on, you know, overseas. Or with other countries, you know what I mean. So yeah, I'd like to be informed, but I'm not going to be absorbed by it. So I wanted to just share those verses because I do believe um, by prayer and thanksgiving and staying connected to God that 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 you will have peace, and hopefully you already have that peace. But and it's super totally supernatural. It's not natural, right? It's it's real peace, and. It's available to us all. It all hinges on us being connected with with the true and living God. If we don't connect with the true and living God, more than likely, a lot of us, when we get stressed out or worried or whatever, it leads to either substances or... I don't necessarily know what else it would lead to, but it won't lead to peace. (laughs) You know what I mean? So um, I want to leave it at that. Um, And like I said... uh, I had went on antidepressants, I think, about four months ago. And I don't necessarily want to say I ever felt like I had depression, but I, I've i felt it at times, right? Like a mild form of it. Um, and the reason why I got on them was someone encouraged me to get on them because I had been very stressed out. But this was also at a time in my life where, like, of course I'm going to be stressed out. I just started a brand new job. I'm going from state to state on streets into places. I've never even been driving a 60,000-pound vehicle that I've never even driven before, and I'm seeing my kids like 50% less of the time. So it was just a tumultuous, crazy, chaotic time in my life, and I love my kids and my wife and, and more than anything, and family is truly life to me. I believe God and family is everything. So if I'm not connected with God, which I wasn't at the time, and I'm not uh, around my family as much as I am. Of course, I'm gonna feel depressed. So I went and see my doctor. They put me on an antidepressant. I was on it for like three, four months. And don't get me wrong. If you're, if you're on medication, I'm not saying medication is wrong. We are all born differently, right? And we all might have some deficiencies in certain areas. And I'm not saying antidepressants is wrong, right? So, so don't get me wrong there. But, I'm, but I do believe that a lot of the people in this world on this earth, they struggle to find true love, true happiness, true peace, because they neglect God. Because God, He's the ultimate. He's He's the Creator. Like you were created to find Him, you were created to love Him, you were created to have a connection with Him, and, and that means in this life and for eternity, it keeps going forever and ever. So I believe that when people are connected with God, things like overwhelming depression. They can't linger. And that's my opinion. And maybe you you don't believe that, and and that's fine. But I'm saying that that's truly where I believe life is. Now, outside of that, yeah, you could probably find happiness, right? With you feel good about your job and your, if it's a car or a house or, you know, good looking girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, whatever. Um, You could definitely find some type of happiness and, and sustenance, I believe. But like I said, I, I mean, 31 years on this earth, I can easily know from my own personal experience that I am truly happy and satisfied and love my love my life. Wouldn't trade it for anything in anyone's life. I don't care how much money you could give me. I would not trade my life for anything. I wouldn't. I'm saying that because I want whoever's listening to this to, to feel the same way, and I hope you already do. But if you don't... Try to incorporate healthier things into your life. You know what I mean? Like, incorporate a healthier diet, incorporate uh, a healthier routine in the morning, incorporate forgiveness, incorporate loving yourself. So, we got to make the right decisions true, good, right decisions of integrity. That way, we can respect ourselves and love ourselves. How are we going to love the people around us if we can't even love ourselves? So, um, incorporating anything and everything that's healthy, trying to scale back, eliminate or delete anything that isn't uh good for us. And I think there's so many different negative bad habits out there, but for you, you hopefully know what they are and hopefully there isn't a ton of them. But if there's a lot of them or one that you can't overcome, Jesus is the answer. <laughs> so, um I'm going to leave it at that. Um and Truly, whoever's listening to this, if you listen to the whole thing, I love you. God bless you. I pray that um, you have a great day, great week, and I pray that God's face shines upon you. Um, Numbers 6.24, that's the book of the Bible, Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24. I believe it it says something like, The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord be gracious and make his face shine upon you. So until the next podcast, be easy. I love you. God bless.